havoc. News, interviews, and more. We just reek of Huntsville Havoc Hockey. It's time for another Reek and Havoc podcast. I'm Tim Lambert. We're coming off a full month of sellouts for the team, and with that in mind, it was suggested that we feature Jared Johnson, Vice President of Ticket Sales. And so, your wish is our command, and we'll feature his in-the-slot visit with Laura Pitts coming up in just a minute. Coach Stu Stefan also has another pick of the pack later on, and a quick look at this week's games is also on the way as the Reekin' Havoc podcast continues. Reekin' Havoc Podcast. One of the worst feelings you can have is that of being stranded. Well, BT's towing, tire, and truck repair makes that a thing of the past. With 24-7 towing services and roadside assistance in the northern Alabama and southern Tennessee areas. But that's not all. They also offer truck and trailer repair, mobile welding, brake service and repair, new and used tires, and other major and minor repairs. Their name says it all. BT's Towing, Tire, and Truck Repair. For 24-7 response, call 497-8234. That's 497-8234. BT's Towing, Tire, and Truck Repair. Got something to say? Put it on a t-shirt or hoodie, or apron, or even an iPhone case. Just go to daddyoscustomtees.com and make it happen. Look through their selection of ready-made designs, or make one of your own. Check out their special hockey designs, too. With Daddy-O's Custom Tees, you can truly have it your way. Look for Daddy-O's Custom Tees on Facebook, follow them on Twitter or Instagram, or go online to daddyoscustomtees.com. That's D-A-D-D-Y-O-S, custom, T-E-E-S, dot com. Daddy-O's Custom Tees, they've got your back, or front. Athens Utilities comprises Athens Electric, Athens Gas, and Athens Water Services. Together, we are committed to providing reliable and affordable electricity, natural gas, and water and wastewater services. We operate as part of the city of Athens, and just like our city's motto of Athens is classic, southern, character, we believe in supporting what makes our community special. Call 233-8750, come by our office at 508 South Jefferson Street, or look for the link online at AthensAL.us. Let's go in the slot. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Reekin' Havoc podcast. Today, I have Jared Johnson with us, who is the VP of Ticket Sales for the Havoc. Jared, thank you for stopping by and chatting with us really quickly today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hopefully, uh, everybody's interested in the uh, back end of uh, tickets with the Havoc and how we do so well. So, Well, it's been kind of a hot topic on some of the social media boards that I see about how do I get tickets, where do I get tickets. And then also the entire month of January, it seems, has been a sellout every single game. And so we thought it would just be fun to kind of let you guys chat about that process and kind of give everyone an idea of if they really want to, you know, be season ticket holders, what that process looks like. So tell us a little bit, though. I always like to let um, listeners know who are these individuals that are in the front office? You know, who are the faces? What are your stories, too? I think y'all have really interesting stories that have kind of led you here. So how did you kind of end up being a part of the Havoc family um, and the front office team? Yeah, um, so I'm originally from Knoxville, Tennessee, so that's uh, that's always a good talking point with Havoc fans. Um, just coming from Knoxville, um, obviously they have the Ice Bears there, and I used to work for them, so I'm sure I'll get into that at some point. But um, yeah, so originally from Knoxville, 
born there, grew up there, um, lived there basically my whole adult life other than a year or two at, at college and doing internships and stuff. Um, but I actually growing up, I was a huge athlete, um, played, played hockey and soccer growing up. Um, so had a lot of injuries growing up. And, uh, actually when I started college, I was actually more interested in like being in like sports medicine, like athletic training, physical therapy, something like, uh, what JLo and Cody do. Um, so my first two years of school, I actually went to a small, uh, private college called, uh, Tennessee Westland University. It's in, uh, Athens, Tennessee. Um, I actually played on the soccer team there for two years. Uh, but as soon as I started there, I realized pretty quickly that I was not interested in that at all. Um, I did not want to put the eight years into school into into doing that. And, um, so I kind of switched gears, didn't really know what I was going to do. And then, um, my, I took a business class, just doing gen ed classes, trying to get stuff out of the way. And I had a professor at that school that thought that I'd be a good fit for their new sport business, um, major. So joined that and, my first or my sophomore year at that school, uh, one of the requirements was to do, uh, you know, you had to do an internship every calendar year. Um, so whether it was in, you know, the school year during the summer or whatnot. So um, just being from Knoxville and, you know, being a hockey fan growing up, um, I reached out actually to the Ice Bears, uh, got an internship with them. Uh, that would have been in the 16-17 season. Um, so pretty, pretty good while ago, um, and ended up getting an internship with them for that season. So basically did just about everything as an intern in sports here, you kind of just get thrown into the fire and, you know, whatever they have you do, um, you might do something cool, like, you know, get to meet, you know, a celebrity or something. I think my first year, uh, Rick Barnes, the coach at basketball coach at Tennessee dropped the puck. So I got to meet him. And then the next minute you might be, you know, making coffee for somebody in the office. But, um, once I did that internship, I knew I wanted to work in sports, just didn't know what. Um, so then I started looking around for other internships because, you know, all my professors and everything were like sports, a very experience based, uh, profession. You got to, you either got to know somebody or you got to have a lot of experience to get, you know, decent jobs. So, um, ended up getting an internship with a summer baseball team in, uh, Forest City, North Carolina, which if anybody has ever heard of that, I'll be impressed. It's in the middle of nowhere, North Carolina, basically right between Asheville and Charlotte. Um, but, uh, that league is actually the league. I'm sure everybody's heard of the Savannah Bananas. Um, they actually started the year that I interned with the team in Forest City. Um, so they weren't as crazy as they are now with all their uh, theatrics and everything, but um, got to do all the ticketing for them for that summer. Um, and I knew then that that's kind of what I wanted to go into. Um, those teams are very, it's it's basically a college summer league. So college kids play there for the summer. Um and they get to use uh, wooden bats versus what they use. They use metal bats in college. So they're wanting to play in the pros or get drafted or whatnot. It's a chance for them to play in the summer and prepare for the draft or to get drafted. Um, 
but those teams, they only play like a 50 game schedule over like eight weeks. So they're very, very low budget. So it's, you know, as an intern with one of those teams, you get to really experience basically everything. Um, but I got to deal, um, with season ticket holders and sponsors and, you know, just customers in general, really for the first time, uh, which I really liked. So, um, ended up coming back. Um, my junior year of college, I transferred to, uh, the University of Tennessee, um, in Knoxville and got in the sport management program there. And when I came back, um, from that internship in North Carolina, uh, I got offered to be a, a basically a full-time member of the staff with the Ice Bears, um, just doing sales. So tickets, uh, groups, season tickets, birthdays, sponsorships, you know, anything that made money for the team, we were able to, to sell it. And as, as long as we were bringing money in, we were good. And, um, so I did that my junior and senior year of college, uh, basically had three jobs at some points doing that. I was uh, actually refereeing soccer games. Um, I was doing other stuff on the side just to, to make money and get through college. And then, um, I graduated from Tennessee in 2019 and, uh, kind of at that point, kind of wanted to do something else, like go to another team or, you know, what, what have it. And ended up deciding to stay in Knoxville for that year, which, uh, actually kind of ended up being a little bit of a blessing in disguise because, um, that 1920 year was my first full-time year. Um, and then obviously COVID hit at the end of that year, um, and thankfully, the uh, the Ice Bears ownership was really um, faithful to all of us, and we were all able to keep our jobs and everything. So if I would have went somewhere else, and you know, probably probably wouldn't have kept my job. So it was it was nice, and like I said, kind of a blessing in disguise that I got to go around and and keep my job when so many other people lost theirs during COVID. Um, during so, the, yeah, during that COVID year with them, did you get to do a little bit? more because there were like maybe less people or just things were a little different. Did they give you more responsibilities? Yeah. So basically um, I think the, the year before COVID, I think we had a staff of 10, which at that time in the SPHL was unheard of. Like most teams only had at that point, you know, like four or five employees maybe. Um, and through the, just the uncertainty of people leaving and um, you know, we didn't know if we were going to play and what capacity and all that. Uh, basically our whole staff left that summer. Um, and that going into that COVID shortened season. Um, so I, I ended up getting promoted from just account executive to director of ticket sales with, with the ice bears going into that year. So, um, I did basically a little bit of everything. It was basically me, our president slash owner and our VP that ran the team that year. Um, so it was basically three people when we normally had nine or 10 and then interns, but um, on top of tickets, um, one of the people that had left um, was our social media person. So I had a little bit of ex Photoshop and InDesign and stuff like that. So I picked all that up and was doing all the social media and graphics for the team, as well as all the tickets, um, you know, the, all the teams that played that year were very, very low budget. So I was helping with, you know, production during the games and game ops. And that that year was a whirlwind because it, it never stopped. And, it, you know, 
we only played like 40 games over like 12 weeks or something like that. So it was like every week it seemed like you had three or four home games and, and, um, but yeah, the ticketing that year was insane with the pods and having to move season ticket holders around and, and all of that. But, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that year because I got to kind of dabble in, in some other stuff. Not, I definitely don't want to do social media or anything full time. I'll leave that to Lucas and, and Clay that do it for us. But, uh, it was definitely fun that year to kind of get to do a little bit of everything. Um, and then, yeah, the end of that year was, uh, kind of when I got the uh, opportunity to make the jump over here to Huntsville. So, so tell us now how you end up going from, um, I guess one SPHL team to another. Yeah. Um, so probably early in that season, um, Justin Strickland, who's the the president here with the havoc him and him and Glenn, um, kind of run things here in the front office for us. Um, I had, I'd kind of known him, just through the league. I mean, we, all the teams talk, you know, we talk to other teams about what they're doing. You know, obviously a lot of teams reach out to us cause we do so well. And so everybody's kind of got a relationship with everybody in the league. And, um, I had kind of known Justin just through, you know, the league, like I said, and he kind of reached out early in that season, um, when I was still in Knoxville and just said, you know, we're going to be, you know, kind of rebuilding our staff and, um, you know, you obviously do really well in Knoxville. Knoxville does well, you know, attendance wise and everything. So um, at some point we'd, we'd love to chat about that. And honestly, I was kind of enjoying my time there at, at that point. Um, you know, I just gotten promoted and everything. So wasn't entirely interested. So Justin will probably admit I kind of blew him off for a while. And, um, and then it kind of came towards the end of the season. Uh, they had, uh, posted the job officially for, for VP of ticketing here in Huntsville. And, um, you know, I gave my bosses in Knoxville a heads up and, um, ended up having an interview with Keith and Justin. And, uh, basically it was one, basically two or three hour zoom interview with, with, uh, with Keith. And I kind of knew then that it would, would be a perfect fit. And, you know, definitely the other league or, having worked for one are definitely envious of, of the havoc and, and everything we do here and how well we do it. So I knew at that point that if I got offered it, that I'd probably definitely take it. And then Keith called me a couple hours later and, and offered it to me. So it was definitely an easy yes. And, um, you know, actually me and my girlfriend came down to Huntsville that weekend before I officially took the job and, uh, absolutely loved, um, Huntsville, all the downtown, all the, surrounding areas and um kind of realized pretty quick um i know i've i've listened to some of your all's podcasts before and you know everybody kind of talks about the uh the family atmosphere around the havoc um you know when i came down that weekend you know we got to meet some of the the members of the staff that i didn't know um you know keith um kind of offered you know to pay for our hotel for the weekend and, and all that. And that was, you know, very eye opening to me. And it was definitely an easy yes when uh, the offer officially came in and um, yeah, this is my third year here and have loved every second of it. So. 
So what goes into ticket sales, that whole process that a lot of us don't realize? Is it just the social media to try to get us to know when things are ready to be purchased? Or is it is there more to it um, in terms of calling people, finding sponsors? Like what goes into that yeah. whole process? Yeah. Um, so for us here with the Havoc, like we're we're very different um than other teams i would say um you know most teams in our league and and teams obviously in in higher leagues and when you get to the pro level you know they might have you know five ten you know or more you know if you know you went to the preds um staff directory on their website they probably have 25 ticket sales people um you know for us it's really just me um that that handles all that and then you know we have a a group of interns every semester that that obviously help out with that um but with how crazy Huntsville is and with how amazing our fan base is we we really don't have to like sit here and cold call people all day to get them here um and you know the obviously the base of our of our fans is our season ticket holders um this year or actually when I came to Huntsville it was obviously the year after covid and there was all the stuff with you know refunds and exchanges and people had carried money over and, and all that. And I think after COVID we only had like 15 or 1600 season ticket holders, which was still the best in the league at that point. Um, but, um, you know, now this year we're up to, I think we ended up right around 3,300 season ticket holders, which is like, you, it leaves you speechless when you talk about it. Cause it's, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't seen the numbers from other teams this year, but I think last year, like the next closest team to us was less than half of what we have. So to, to be able to start every game at, you know, a 3,300, you know, person pre-sale is, is big. Um, and then, you know, really, uh, our group tickets are insane. Um, you know, that's anybody that's buying 10 tickets or more. So that's, you know, companies or sponsors or, or what have it, um, you know, that, that buy bulk tickets every game. Um, and then, it, you know, obviously every night we, we have a different promotion. So that makes it easy for me to be able to reach out to people that would be interested in that promotion. You know, just for example, last weekend uh, on Friday, we had space night. Um, so we were able to get a contact with NASA. Uh, they ended up buying like five or 600 tickets for that game. Um, was able to get a contact with Blue Origin, who's obviously a, you know, a big up and coming company in the, the space industry. Um, they bought, you know, four or 500 tickets. So, you know, that, that puts us right there at 4,500. And then, um, you know, I'm obviously in charge of all the ticket sales, but, you know, we kind of say that Lucas and Clay in our office, Clay does all of our paid advertising. So anytime you log on Facebook or TikTok or, uh, we run ads on like Hulu live and YouTube TV and stuff like that. Um, and then Lucas does all just the posts on social media. They're really the, the single game ticket salespeople getting the word out about, you know, space night and getting people interested in the game and getting those single game buyers that aren't season ticket holders or not with a group or anything to come in. Um, so that, that makes my job easier when I've, you know, looking at the, uh, the ticket numbers the week of the game and our single game tickets are just growing and growing and growing. Um, and then we always try to do, you know, some kind of deal a couple of times a month. You know, we do our family four pack, which is four tickets, hot dogs and drinks. 
Um, we do that one game a month. Obviously, our season ticket holders know about our our free friend tickets. Um, you know, we put those on games where we, in the past, have known we're not going to sell out. But um, the our first game this month on Glow Night, we sold out on a family for or a free friend ticket night. Um, so. Yeah, I, we kind of have a, a saying in our office, like, don't underestimate Havoc fans, but um, they we we underestimate them a little this month. We did not think we'd have, you know, six sellouts in a row. And uh, and honestly, it's kind of looking like we'll get our seventh and eighth in a row next weekend with, with Scout Night and Wizard Night. So, What do you think is contributing? Is it just those extra um, businesses that you guys are getting, those corporate groups for those that large amount, or is it the promotion? Or or are, do we have some sort of renewed um, spirit and love of hockey kind of trickling into newbies and old old fans and everything? Yeah, I mean... I think it's a little bit of everything. I mean, uh, obviously Nolan Kaiser does all of our uh, corporate sponsorships now. So when he's talking to companies, um, you know, he gets kind of the bug in their ear about, about group tickets. And, and like I said, that's where we sell, you know, close to a thousand tickets a game is with groups. Um, so that's, that's a big part of it. And then the promotion, um, you know, when we sit down at the end of the season and talk about our promotions and, and brainstorm the ones for next year, um, we always want to do something on a night where it's easy, not easy, but it wouldn't be hard to go after groups for that night. So like example, the space night, when we thought of that two years ago, you know, we knew we'd be able to get people from NASA and all that there. And, um, you know, obviously our big, our big promos, you know, Melissa George, the Jersey giveaways, all that, that those are going to sell out no matter what, or we're going to have a good crowd. So we don't have to worry about those that much, but it's, it's the other nights where, um, you know, we have to go out and find people like next, next Friday is our scout night. Um, when I was in Knoxville, we had a really good scout night. Um, and we started doing it here again. I think they did it in the past before I was here, but we started doing it again last year. Um, and I think right now for next Friday, we're already at like, 15 or 1600 scalp tickets sold and they're still flooding my emails. So um, it's really nights like that where we're just trying to find, you know, a, a target that somebody that we could target for groups. Um, and then I think a, another big part of it is just how much Huntsville is growing and how many new people are moving here every single day. Um, I told everybody in the office about this and the people that left it on my car might, uh, might be listening, but um, I live in like a cottage townhouse community down university and uh, came out to come to work the other day. And I had a note on my car um, from one of my neighbors that I don't know at all. Um, and they basically said they had just moved to Huntsville from I don't know where. Um, recently, they saw the the Havoc logo on my car and they looked it up and they've been to every game since and they um are going to be season ticket holders next year when we open those to the public so i think a lot of it is is the new people that that move here and definitely all the companies that Huntsville has you know Boeing and NASA and obviously the Redstone and and all that that you know people move here that from you know places that had hockey or you know they might be from up north that they're interested in hockey and you know, they, they got transplanted here from somewhere else. Um, so that's, that's definitely a big part. We definitely get a lot of new season ticket holders where they, um, oh, we, we got moved here from through the army from, you know, 
Charleston, South Carolina, and we had the stingrays there, um, you know, stuff like that. I hear that all the time. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a little bit of everything. And I think with how good the Havoc have done on the ice the last couple of years and how well we've kind of grown attendance wise, people are kind of really taking notice like, oh, we got to we got to go catch a game. We'll be back with more of the Recon Havoc podcast. Time now for the Huntsville Havoc Pick of the Pack, a weekly spotlight. Head coach Stuart Steffen. Carter Colthorpe, uh, number 20 for us. He's on the injured reserve right now, but again, he should be back in the next couple weeks here. So, you know, we're excited to get him back in the lineup. You know, just a solid player for us. Kind of in all, all situations, can put him on the power play, penalty kill. You know, he can be on the ice late in the game. Try to help uh, keep a lead, too. He's solid on face-offs for us. He's come in this year and kind of brought a little bit of uh, veteran leadership to our group. You know, it's such a young team. You know, he's been around the pro game for a little while, played the East Coast, so his experience has been good for us. And he's a guy you never have to worry about his work ethic there. He, uh, he brings it every single day, and, you know, it's a good thing to have that he brings to our, our group here. So we're excited to get him back here the next couple of weeks, and hopefully he can come back and kind of fill right in that role again there and helping us out, uh, helping us win games here. So just solid, solid play for us, and we're excited to get him back. The Recon Havoc podcast will be right back. Hey, pack rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800-965-1298-800-965-1298-800-965-1298. That's 800-965-1298. Want to howl with the havoc this season? Now's your chance from Applebee's Tailgate Talk and the Reekin Havoc podcast. Just go to ReekinHavoc.com and click on Howl with the Havoc to register and listen to Tailgate Talk on Saturday mornings as we announce the winners of Huntsville Havoc tickets. Howl with the Havoc this season from the Huntsville Havoc, Tailgate Talk, and the Reekin Havoc podcast. This is Kyle Clark, and you're listening to the Reekin Havoc podcast. Another question that I'm going to ask that I've seen kind of filter through um, social media again, I've noticed this about ticket sales mm-hmm. is, you know, we have we say we have a sellout, but then someone says we have all these empty seats or they mm-hmm. see it. You know, they see it on television, on on, on Flow Sports. They're like, well, but half of that, half of the second tier is not open. You know, how do we yeah. actually can we call it a sellout? Can you kind of clear the air to explain mm-hmm. that? Because I think there's a difference in. Selling all of the physical tickets and then attendance. And so ask that question. Yeah. So every sports team in America, probably the world, um, when you see like if you log on hockey on hockey tech or SPHL side or whatever, um, and you see, you know, it says our attendance for the night is, you know, 6150 or whatever. Um, that's, that's tickets sold. Every, every team announces tickets sold as their attendance. Um, you know, on any given night, we've got, you know, anywhere between like probably 500 to a thousand people that don't show up, which obviously 
hurts because they're not here buying, you know, concessions and merch and, you know, experiencing the game. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's the, the number that we announce is not the, the number in the building, but that is tickets sold. Like we're obviously not going to sell every single ticket and then not announce a sellout because then people would be showing up trying to buy tickets and, and all that. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it, we definitely wish that more people in the lower level showed up because there's so many people on the waiting list for those. And we definitely, I get those emails too. Like, you know, why can't I get gold tickets? So, you know, half the gold tickets were empty last Saturday, but somebody, somebody bought those and, and didn't come or didn't give them to somebody. So so that leads me next to this question of, okay, I've seen the call that goes out on how to become a, a season ticket holder. My husband and I in the mm-hmm. past have been season ticket holders, mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. good stuff. But some areas have waiting lists. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to have season tickets for multiple years, I've heard, before mm-hmm. you can even get put on another type of tiered list. So for those yeah. individuals who are like, I'm tired of sitting up here in the nosebleeds. I want to know yeah. how to get closer to the ice. Explain that process for them. Yeah. So, um, basically we have, I, I couldn't even give you a number. We actually just opened season ticket renewals on Monday, uh, for our current season ticket holders. So they've probably, I've probably already talked to a good amount of people that are probably listening, but, um, yeah, basically I'd say we have just a ballpark. We probably have, I'd say well over a hundred accounts and by accounts, that's, you know, that's not seats. That's, you know, one account could have five or six tickets. One account could have one ticket. So that could be four, three or 400, you know, seats that are trying to get either in the lower level or the suites. Um, so yeah, basically what the kind of the standard that we said is, you know, to, to get on the wait list, you have to be a current season ticket holder. So, uh, we, we make people buy, you know, tickets upstairs and then, um, and then once the the year passes, renewals opens, uh, they're able to request to upgrade, you know, to the lower level or the suites. Um, the lower levels, obviously, like I love the VBC. It's an amazing venue for hockey, but it was definitely built backwards. I guess you can say the lower level should definitely be a little bit bigger. The upper level should be a little bit smaller, um, but that's what we have to work with. And, you know, we only have, I think there's right around a thousand seats in the lower level. Um, and a lot of those people have been here for a long time. So, and they, they don't give up their tickets. I think last year during renewals, we only had like 25 seats of the thousand not renewed or something like that. It was some crazy number. So, um, yeah, basically when they fill out the, the request to upgrade, they they go in our system and then after renewals we say okay we got 50 seats that aren't upgraded uh or up weren't renewed then we go on the list and i look at you know the very first person that requested upgrade we'll call them hey these are open they're this price and if they want them then then they're good and we move on to the next person so um it's definitely uh a little bit of a tough situation. It puts us kind of in a, in a tough spot because the lower level so small compared to, to other venues and the demand is so high and um, the ice suites are even crazier. Um, I don't, I mean, we have a wait list for it, but it just, it gets longer and it doesn't, 
it doesn't get any smaller because people down there just don't give them up either. I think in my three years here, I've only seen like one or two ice suites not get renewed. So those are even harder to get than, than the lower level. So, um, yeah. But we're kind of, um, I guess have unique experience in that we have those ice suites. I don't know yeah. how many other groups have them. I've really not paid attention. Um, sometimes you're just your chair in your seats right on the ice instead of those ice suites. Um, yeah. So th- I know that has, that makes um, a game in Huntsville a little bit more of a, of an interesting. Yeah. Even for us too, because obviously the VBC is a little bit older. Um, it's obviously been updated. And like I said, it's a great arena for hockey, but um you know, we get a lot of calls too about the, uh, we call them personally the VBC suites because they're sold by the VBC. Um, but they're the, the, the four suites in at center ice, like in basically in the gold level with the black leather chairs and all that. Um, the VBC sells those as sponsorship packages. So we don't really ever get to touch those this year. And last year we actually were able to purchase them from the people that own them because they weren't really coming to a lot of games. So we actually have two that we sell now game by game. But one thing that we struggle with here is, is premium seating is what we call it. And what most teams call it. We don't, you know, a, a company might be able to go to, you know, the trash pandas game and obviously Toyota fields, a beautiful facility. They have, you know, spots where, you know, Boeing say could have, you know, 300 people all sit together, all have all you can eat in a suite or something like that. Like we, we don't have anything like that. So we struggle a little bit selling to large groups like that, that want kind of an all inclusive experience. So that makes the ice suites even more, um, out of demand because, you know, we only have two ice suites that we hold back and sell game by game. And they basically sell, um, within a couple of weeks when we put them on sale in the fall. So uh, we're always kind of looking at, um, different things, different areas in the VBC where we could sell, you know, a suite per se. Um, you know, two years ago, we, um, the section 201 and 204, they're the last gold sections before it ends. Um, those used to just be handicap seats. Um, we had enough handicap seats already where we could make those like a suite instead of just single game tickets. So now both of those we sell game by game. Um, as a suite, obviously it's not on the ice level, but those are still in as high of a demand as, as the ice suites are just because they're in the lower level and a company could buy, you know, those 20 seats and have everybody sit together and you still have the waitress and stuff that you have, um, in the, uh, in the ice suites. So another question Mm -hmm. I'm curious about has to do with, um, I've noticed that our season ticket prices haven't really skyrocketed as much as mm-hmm. I guess I expected with the way the economy and post COVID and all of that. So what do you think has also kind of led to kind of keeping them affordable? I mean, even, even for us, for, for my family, when I looked at what it would cost my husband and I to each get, you know, a bronze level ticket, it was mm-hmm. to some degree decently affordable for us for that. So I'm just curious if why that, why the, our ticket sales have our ticket prices for season ticket holders has kind of remained at a decent price. If that's a yeah. choice or a, or a Keith's choice or, or what, yeah. what led to that. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a Keith choice. I mean, I, I definitely have a little bit of say in, in what the ticket prices are. Uh, 
but it all it all comes down to Keith. He's he's the owner, so it's it's his money that he's getting. And um, you know, I think he like we want to keep everything affordable um, because, like you said, your family wants to come and, and get season tickets, and you don't want to you know be spending you know a thousand dollars a seat or whatever. So um, we have had a little bit of a price increase in certain levels over the last couple of years. Um, this year was the first year since I've been here that we haven't raised any of the season ticket prices. Um, last year in the lower level in gold, we offered a discount if they paid in full, but we didn't offer that this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, we have a, I think Keith's talked about this publicly before, so I, I don't mind talking about it, but we have a unique relationship with the VBC basically, um, the VBC and the the Havoc are basically partners in the Havoc. So, um, you know, we, we get, you know, a percentage of, you know, food and beverage, um, sales, you know, they get a percentage of stuff. So that definitely helps because, you know, we're in it together versus other teams. They might only make money on tickets. They might, some teams in our league don't get a cent from food and beverage. They don't get a cent from parking or anything like that. So, for for us to get a little bit of that and then our our merchandise starting last year was got it just blew up like we were doing insane numbers couldn't keep things in stock and then obviously this year we redid our office and team store to make our team store better so with all that different kind of you know revenue coming in that's definitely why we're able to keep the the ticket prices low um and we're not like i said we didn't go up on season tickets this year and we're not planning on um you know, going up on single game tickets or anything next year. Um, and one thing that we really pride ourselves on and a lot of teams reach out to us about it is how many benefits our season ticket holders get. Um, you know, the free friend tickets that kind of started out as a thing where, um, you know, years ago when the attendance wasn't as great and, you know, they just started offering free tickets on certain games, season ticket holders. And that's, that's another way that we get new fans in is, you know, a season ticket holder might take their four free friend tickets to work, give them to somebody that's never been, they come to a game, they absolutely love it. And then they become season ticket holders next year. So, um, yeah, we, we, we never want to bump the prices up too much. And typically when, if we do bump, you know, the prices up, we, we always try and add some kind of benefit, um, you know, this year. We didn't go up on prices, but we're actually offering um, all of our full season ticket holders will get a basically a custom season ticket holder exclusive jersey this year. Um, the last two years, we've done uh, pullovers for them. Um, but with how much our fans love jerseys, we were able to find a, a source that can make a, a quality jersey and, uh, and, and keep the price low. And so all of our full season ticket holders will get one of those next year. So uh yeah we 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 never want to bump the prices but if we do we we always throw in some some more added things and um you know next year I don't want to get too too far ahead of myself but next year one of the big things we've heard from season ticket holders is how big of a pain in the butt the uh the season ticket books are you know if they want to you know sell their tickets or give them to somebody they have to give them the physical ticket and all that so we're actually kind of working with Ticketmaster right now on potentially upgrading our ticketing system along with the building and uh, Broadway Theater League where all the season tickets would be digital. Um, there would still be an option for printed tickets for those that aren't good with with, with technology, but um, 
that that would just be a whole other added benefit because people will be able to manage their season tickets on their phone and transfer them to somebody and, and all that. And then we'd be able to have all the coupons and the free friend tickets and everything on digital too. So uh, yeah, that's, that's another, awesome. that that's another benefit that we're, we're looking forward to. It's a long process and it's not cheap. So yeah. uh, like I said, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because it might, might not happen next year. It might, who knows, but um, you know, we've, we've definitely heard a lot about that because uh, HCFC has, um, the soccer team here, they have the same system. So all their season tickets are digital. The trash pandas have all digital tickets. So uh, we've fallen behind the uh, the eight ball a little bit the last couple of years with that. And that's something we're, we're really looking forward to if it happens. So That sounds really neat. It's almost like, um, you know, kind of not only are you guys meeting a demand, but you're thinking out of the box. Too, yeah. What's going to make user experience a lot more easier. Yeah. And basically, if 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 this goes through, uh, I know a lot of people, a lot of our fans use our app a lot. Um, you know, they're we, basically your tickets would be on your Havoc app. So that would be a huge thing for us to make it. So many, so much easier for a lot of people that have season tickets and don't want to carry around a lunky, you know, season ticket book all the time. And, um, just adds another benefit for our app too and our sponsors that are on the app, uh, cause people would be on there all the time. So. Well, Jared, I appreciate you swinging by and chatting with us, talking a little bit about ticket sales. I learned some stuff today that I didn't realize. I knew there was a lot that went into this process, but um, there is definitely a lot that goes into making sure the ticket situation is taken care of for all of us who enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing. Is there anything else um, you want to share, anything else about this, just to let fans know? No, not really. I mean, uh, definitely if, if anyone's listening that is not a season ticket holder and, and doesn't have their tickets for upcoming games, definitely, definitely get on that. Like I mentioned earlier, we're, it's looking like next weekend will probably be our seventh and eighth sellout in a row. And, and then if that happens, that creates more demand for the last, you know, couple games of the season. So if you don't have your tickets coming up, definitely, uh, get on that. And then, um, Anybody that, that doesn't have season tickets, um, currently, uh, we've been getting a lot of questions now that, you know, the renewals have started. Um, I think we're targeting late March right now for new season tickets to go on sale. So anybody that doesn't have them right now, uh, keep an eye on our, our social media and our, on our website. Uh, we'll be kind of pushing that info out in an exact date here in the next couple of weeks. So people can get ready for that and, uh, get their tickets for next year. It's, we didn't uh I never thought we'd kind of be in a situation where we'd be selling out every game and with with how many we sold out this year. It's looking like next year if this keeps up, we could be in that ballpark of selling out every game. So season tickets definitely the way to go, even if um you just buy a quarter season, you know, we start as low as seven games on season tickets. So even if you buy that and love it and you can up to a, a half or full next year. So Awesome. Thank you so much. Again, who would have thought that minor league hockey in Alabama would be selling out arenas um, in this day and age? It's just we think about that with football. 
um, but never with hockey. So I just love it. It, it really yeah. makes me excited because it tells me that, you know, we're going to have a team for a pretty long time. This is, this is a good thing going on. So anyway, thank you so much. We will let you go and get back to prepping for the next um, series of things that we have with games coming up. But again, thank you so much for sharing with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for uh, asking me to come on. Until next time, all of you Huntsville Havoc hockey fans, remember to stay sharp in the slot and keep reeking of Huntsville Havoc hockey. If you love the Huntsville Havoc, leave us a voicemail with your name, how long you've been a fan, and even some of your favorite players. Call 256-434-RKKN. That's 256-434-7556. The Reek and Havoc Podcast. In June of 2005, our twin girls were delivered, Melissa and Catherine, and they were born 14 weeks early. Amy and Chris George talk about the Melissa George Neonatal Memorial Fund. They both weighed less than two pounds, and Catherine was 115, and Melissa was 19. Melissa lived for a couple of hours, but all of the medical technology in the world just could not have saved her, and she passed away while she was in the NICU. Chris realized pretty early that God had given us a platform that we could use to try to help people. So Chris and I started the Melissa George Neonatal Memorial Fund at Huntsville Hospital. To know that Melissa's name is living on, we, her legacy continues. And I think that was very important to Amy and I is why you know, the fund is named after her. Because for seven weeks, you know, Melissa fought so that Aunt Catherine had a chance to live. And uh, I think that we wouldn't be doing her name any justice if we didn't carry on because we know we wanted to honor her and honor her legacy and the community Huntsville Havoc, the community in Huntsville itself, they've rallied around that and it's been a wonderful support system for us and I think for a lot of families too when they see total strangers that are are giving. We're online at HuntsvilleHospitalFoundation.org. Click on the Melissa George Neonatal Memorial Fund and you can give that way. There's no donations too small and, and every dollar is just as important as the next one. And if you're giving, then we understand you're giving because you care. And that's what's important is that we've learned over the years that people give because they care. And you can volunteer. If you're interested in that, you can click on the volunteer tab to fill out an application. We are grateful for any type of support because we know that once we pull those dollars together, we can do big things. For more information on the Melissa George Neonatal Memorial Fund, visit HuntsvilleHospitalFoundation.org. Hey everyone, this is Andy Williger, and you are listening to the Reekin' Havoc Podcast. Havoc forward Buster Larson was named Warrior Player of the Week by the SPHL. Larson has put up 17 points in 16 games with the team since being traded from Fayetteville. He scored twice and got three assists against his old team this past weekend. Next games on the schedule are on the road at Quad City tonight and tomorrow night. Huntsville is 1-0 against the Storm so far this season. Be aware of the VBC's clear bag only policy for Havoc games. This includes no clutch purses, fanny packs, and diaper bags. Exceptions to the policy will be made for all medically necessary items after proper inspection. For more information, plus a list of prohibited items, go to HuntsvilleHavoc.com and under the Fan Zone tab, click Security. Also keep in mind that the VBC is a cashless venue. Concession stands or bars will not accept cash, although you can use it at the Havoc merchandise stands and at the Chuckapuck table. Remember, if you're a season ticket holder, doors will open at 5.30 p.m. and remain open until puck drop. You can enter through the doors in the hallway adjacent to the Havoc front office and the VBC box office. 
Party with the Havoc with a birthday package that includes a birthday announcement on the video board, a team-signed birthday card, chuck a pucks for the whole party and one Havoc puck. Go to the tickets tab at HuntsvilleHavoc.com and click on birthday packages for more information. The Reek and Havoc Podcast. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-731-1467-800-731-1467-800-731-1467. That's 800-731-1467. Tickets, official Huntsville Havoc merchandise, and more, go to HuntsvilleHavoc.com. Visit our website at ReekinHavoc.com, look for us on Facebook, Instagram, X, and Threads, and listen, follow, and subscribe to the Reekin Havoc podcast on your favorite platform to keep up with the only weekly podcast covering the Huntsville Havoc, the Reekin Havoc podcast.